<clears throat> Our first scripture reading is Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before God singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. God made us and we are God's. We are God's people, the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gate with thanksgiving. Go into God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God and praise God's name, for the Lord is good. God's unfailing love continues forever, and God's faithfulness, faith, faithfulness continues to each generation. Our second scripture reading is from the Gospel of John 15, verses 4 and 5. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is served from the vine, severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitless unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning again. You all seem very calm now. You've contained yourselves. It is good to be worshiping together in one wonderful service this morning. Today we start a four-part worship series entitled, Why? And we will take a look at why we do what we do as disciples. We just finished a series recognizing that we don't have to be perfect in order to be a disciple. We just have to be faithful and we have to be willing to try. Now, we're going to take a look at the practical. As a disciple, why do we do the things that we do? Why do we worship? Why do we learn together? Why do we serve others? Why do we give? Because I don't know about you, but I don't like doing something just because t somebody tells me, well, you should do, you should do that. I'm not going to do it then. I'm going to ask why. And I, so that when I do say yes, it's an authentic yes. Let's pray. Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Help us to open ourselves to what you have to say this morning so that it will empower us to live in light of the gospel message declaring its truth with our words and embodying its truth through our actions. Amen. So why do you come to worship? Why did you come this morning? Other than the Kona ice truck and the um, rocket car and the whatnot. I wonder how many here this morning would say, well, because I'm supposed to or because so-and-so dragged me here, or expects me to be here. That's real. I'm sure that if you attended worship as a kid or a teenager, that at some point you came because somebody dragged you here. And some of us still might feel that way. We come because it's expected that we do so. It's expected by others, another person, and it's expected by God. 
And truly, it is an expectation. Psalm 99 says, Exalt the Lord our God. Bow and worship at God's holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. As Christians, we are expected to worship God. But why? Why are we expected to worship God? I think it's important to dig in and to ask these questions because if we don't, then we will stay on that superficial level and we will do something solely because it's expected. And then we run the risk of of coming to worship and and saying to ourselves, well, if I'm going to be here, then I better get something out of it. I better enjoy it. And then we focus on the style of worship and evaluating everything with a critical eye. Like we are coming to a movie and we're a movie critic. We rate the sermon, the children's moment, the music selections, the prayers, all according to our own preferences. And when we put our own preferences before anything else, that's when we get into those quote-unquote worship wars, where traditional worship is pitted against contemporary worship or modern worship, and we all think that we have a better idea and that our way is right. But I know that you all here are very smart, smart people. And you know that that is not the actual point of worship, is for us to get something out of it because it needs to be our preferences. Rather, we worship to acknowledge God's place in our lives and to give God adoration because God is worthy of our worship. This morning, Christy read from Psalm 100, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before God singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. God made us, and we are God's. We are God's people, the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gate with thanksgiving, go into God's courts with praise, give thanks to God and praise to God's name. For the Lord is good. God's unfailing love continues forever. And God's faithfulness continues to every generation. Worship reminds us that there is something bigger and more awe-inspiring than us. Before coming to Brexville, I was the associate pastor at Medina UMC, and one of my main focuses there was working with the teenagers. So every summer, I got to go on the mission trip with them. And a couple years ago, we were on the mission trip, and we were driving along the winding roads of Appalachian, Kentucky, in this 15-passenger van, right? And I'm driving the van because I love driving 15-passenger vans. It's very fun. And I was, I was having a conversation with a few kids in the front row. And Audrey, one of the other kids, was having another conversation a couple of rows back. And you know how when that happens, there's two conversations in a car going on, and they kind of get overlapped with one another, and, and they get intertwined? Well, I thought that she said something in response to me. And so I answered back. And with all the sass in the world, she said, I wasn't talking to you. It's not all about you, Pastor Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) 
And yes, at that moment, I went, excuse me? <laughs> but you know, that simple phrase was a revelation to me. As humans, we tend to live in our own little worlds, created in our own little minds, where we think people are obviously talking about us, or something is obviously directed at us, or something is obviously all about us, when really, it's just not. Worship provides a time and a place to think less about ourselves and more about our faith, less about our personal agendas and wants and desires, and more about God's activity in the world and God's will for our lives. It's a time intentionally set apart to encounter the divine through Jesus Christ, because it is through Jesus that we find our wholeness and our healing. Each Sunday we come to this place to worship with our own hopes and hurts, experiences and anticipations, our own fears and worries and trepidations and brokenness. And we might be wondering what God has to do with all that we have encountered throughout the week and all that is going on within our hearts and our minds. In our own ways, we come searching for God to be found, to be healed, and to be held as a beloved child of God. Really, we come yearning to be connected to the one true vine. Remain in me and I will remain in you, Jesus said. The true vine of God through Jesus Christ is what empowers us and sustains us through the ups and downs of life. When we're connected to God, that's when we bear fruit. That's when we can handle the frustrating and annoying people that we encounter in our lives. That's when we can go and we can truly and honestly love people authentically and transform lives through the Spirit at work within us. We are able to move throughout our days with kindness and compassion on our lips. Worship bends our hearts to God so that we can then stretch out our hands towards others. I'm going to say it one more time. Worship bends our hearts towards God so that then we can stretch our hands outward towards one another. If you have been to worship here before, you might have noticed that at the end of worship, I end the same, with the same phrase after the benediction, go in peace and not in pieces. And I've had a couple of people ask me, well, what does that exactly mean? And it comes from my father-in-law, Ash Welch, who was my pastor growing up. He ended every single service with that. And because I was an inquisitive little child, I asked him what it meant. And he got it from the meaning of the Hebrew word shalom, which most often gets translated as peace, right? But then it also means wholeness. So it means go in God's shalom, go in God's peace and God's wholeness. 
And Papa Ash is always one for wordplay, so there is this sense of jovality to it. And for me, that bit of fun is important because when we leave worship, we are tasked with a pretty weighty responsibility to go and to take God's love and hope and peace and all that we have encountered here and to share it with the very hurting and broken world that we experience every day. For me and for my personality, that can seem a bit overwhelming to have that much responsibility placed on me. It's a lot of pressure. So go in peace, not in pieces, for me also, it reminds me to go not, don't go to pieces, but go in peace. All will be well because God's peace goes with us. We will be fine because it's not all about us, right? So why do we worship? We worship because of who God is. The almighty one who created the cosmos and set it all in perfect order down to the very atomic elements. Because of God, the redeemer, who came into this world to experience hurt and loss and to release us from our own captivity. Because of God, our sustainer, who empowers us in each and every moment, filling the gap when we struggle to see God in our everyday lives. Our benevolent, awe-inspiring God is the reason that we worship. We worship not to squeeze God into an hour or so on a Sunday morning, but in order to meld our lives with God. We worship so that we can be made whole again and to take with us God's hope and God's peace and God's redemption into every act of our week between Sundays. At least that's why I worship. Now the question is, why do you worship? Let's pray. Beloved God, we know that you are worthy of worship. And it is amazing the ways that your spirit can be felt in this place. And God, we just pray that we might take that spirit, just a small token of it, into our daily lives. God, transform us in these moments. Make us whole. Renew us so that we might go into this world and we might bring that wholeness bring that hope, and bring your peace. Amen. Let us stand and sing.